You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Coming up on today's regular free version of the Sexy Marriage Radio, recorded live while at the 2019 Sexy Marriage Radio getaway, your questions are answers. And on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, twice as long, and you can get more information and subscribe at smrnation.com, get a sneak peek into the Q&A session that happens each year at the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. All that's coming up on today's show. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio. And this time, pleased to say, coming to you live from the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway. Say hello, everybody. Hey, hey. <laughs> Number five, we're excited to be here. It's Fifth year, absolutely. This is a great crowd. Um, great unfolding the past two sessions we've already done, at least yeah. in my opinion, and I know I'm biased on how things are it's going. It's been great. It's been great. We're excited. So alongside my wife here, Pam, hey, everyone. as always, where we want to say thank you to the Sexy Merge Nation for regularly being a part of uh, our shows with questions, feedback, emails. Uh, if you want to jump on the show with something you got that you would love to have covered, feel free to give us a call. 214-702-9565 is how you can leave us a voicemail for a future question or feedback or a way to help other people in the Sexy Marriage Radio Nation. And as always, you can email feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And if you also like what we're doing here, and those of you that are in the audience, I see some of you are already doing this, feel free to share the word, spread the word, jump on iTunes, subscribe, unsubscribe subscribe again that way we can climb the charts and continually spread the word the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex because we want and believe in the sacredness and the beauty of what it can be and and how it unfolds and all that it adds to marriage so how you doing pam i'm good i'm good all right you just ready for our first email i'm ready or to first roll. voicemail yeah i'm ready to well roll. then let's roll hi guys uh, i just want to thank you first of all for what you guys are doing. I found your podcast uh, say about a month ago, and I've been listening to it a lot, and sometimes with my wife, so it's been very good for us, uh, as far as communication goes, and opening the lines of sex in our lives. Uh, we've been married 14 years, and sex has just been getting better and better. We have sex normally about two, three times, sometimes four times a week, as our normal. I have two questions for you. One is... Um, I like to, I would like to have our sex sessions last longer. Normally my wife climaxes, um, once or maybe twice and then I finish. But I've, ever since I've been a young man, I've never had, uh, I could never go again right after I finish, right after I climax. So I've thought about getting delay creams or some sort of topographic cream, uh, to help this, to make our sex sessions last longer for those times that we'd wanted to. Question is to you, is, is this necessary or is there some way other to go around it and what's your thoughts on that um, also my second question is um, squirting uh, I've watched porn as a young man and uh, not anymore but we definitely my wife dealt with this but it's something I've brought up as kind of interested in my wife um, said yes and we talked about it and researched a little bit and every time she gets close to it uh, she feels it's more of a urination and uh, we stop and we, we change positions or we go on. But the question to you is, is this a true ejaculation for a female? Um, 
always just fascinated by this as a young man and wanted to know, uh, is this something we can go on as a couple and look on to, or is this something that's just glorified in pornography? Uh, once again, thanks for everything you guys do. I look forward to hearing your answers, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. All right, Pam. <laughs> yeah, I'll take this and run with it. Okay, so. Okay. All right, so I'm hearing two questions out of this. Nicely done. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't pass Nicely that. Nicely done. That was Nicely teed played. up perfectly, especially with a live audience. That's why right, I wanted right. to do that one here. Um, two questions I'm hearing, so let's just take them in two different segments, okay. if you will. So one is, um, how do you last longer? That was his first question of, um, it, it, it's, I don't know if it's relatively quick by what he's describing, but he did describe uh, he, he has trouble, even since a young man, his refractory period makes it to where he can't necessarily go again. And so I guess the first thing I've got in the regards to that question I'm hearing from him is, yeah, most men aren't going right again right away. That's kind of a normal thing. Research even shows young men need average 15 minutes. Older men need average, yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes can be up to 24 hours for some people as they get well into the years. Okay, well, I'm backing it up quite a bit because I heard him a, a differently than just how can I last longer, right? He He's explaining their sex life, and she comes first maybe once or twice, and then he comes. Okay. Right? So how long is it already lasting? He even asked the question in there, well, is this even necessary for me to last longer? He wants their experience to last longer. Okay. So that's what he's going after. But he even asked the question in the voicemail, well, is this necessary? And so to me, this comes back to, well, what do you want, right? What do right. you as a couple want? If you want this to last longer, then fabulous. Right. Let, let's go down this path. Does, is he just feeling inadequate that he feels like he should last longer? Maybe because of what he, maybe because of what he saw in porn or whatever that they would go for. Which that's interesting because with the second question, he did allude straight to that on the whole concept of squirting is depicted more, more in porn and it's not really talked about in a lot of. Well, other and that's why arenas. I brought that piece so into that, that. That's a great catch because part. there's this possibility then. That what's depicted in porn is these dudes that just go on forever and they can sustain as long as they need. And I'm sitting here wondering for as a woman, eventually it's enough already, I would guess. Yeah, I just want to get And some it's sleep. like, come on, you're wearing me out. I got to move on. I got a to-do list. We got life to still do. Kids got to get to school Monday. We can't just go. We can't, we can't just right. go for three days, right. right? Right. So my question to him is really more about um, what's what's the what's the meaning behind so what's the goal asking what's the goal behind asking for it to be longer is it that gosh we really do enjoy this connection and we want to make it last longer that's you know that's a valid um point and a reason why you'd want to make it last longer or is it well maybe i'm supposed to last longer and i maybe i just don't know i just have this expectation that maybe isn't realistic of how okay. long I'm supposed to last. And, and that's why I wanted to at least start what I picked up from it was the refractory period. I should be able to go again because maybe we do want to. And so there's something wrong with me yeah. that I can't. But if you look at from what research I have found for this, um, on average, most men taking into account everyone that's sexually active, it's, it's 30 minutes of a refractory period. 
before you're capable of having sexual intercourse again, penal vaginally. Okay. But the thing, the beauty to me of realizing, and he's even alluding to it is, um, we're talking about not just penal vaginal intercourse is what creates sex. Hmm. Right. That right. sex is also foreplay. It's the incorporating a toy. It's uh, using other digits. It's oral. It's Bringing a some game. Extra it's, lube in for some other body parts. R- yeah. There's all kinds of things that you can do. But I also want to at least ask answer his question because he mentioned are there some creams? Um, are there there are some things and I can't remember the name. Well, that's but, helpful. Well, I was <laughs> nicely played. <laughs> um, but the the show with Dr. Kerner that we just had, he, he mentioned a cream that is absorbed really well by the head of the penis. So that way, because the fear of using a cream that you spray on or wipe on is if it's transferable to the walls of her vagina, you, she loses sensation. Oh, gotcha. And so that's not a win. Do you remember the episode with Dr. No, Turner? but I imagine someone in my audience here can just go through, sorry? Promescent. Thank you. Thank you. He remembers the name of the, the spray. Well done. So thank you. Brian. But it's just seeing it as that's a possibility that you can you can explore that would allow for a little further because it just desensitizes the tip of the penis, which is where most of the nerve endings are. Okay. Just like the clitoris. So that's now those two things are analogous mm-hmm. with each other. The other thing you can do to last longer is just take it slow. Just because you've entered doesn't mean you have to just pound away to get it done. Right? Take it slow. Yeah. Go, with, go shorter thrusts, longer thrusts, tease, external course, outer course, inner course. You can do a whole bunch of different things that can just expand the repertoire. The other one that we've talked about, and this is from way back on the show archives, um, he goes first. She gets time, and then he goes again. If it's a 15, 20, 30-minute, well, have him come first. Then focus on her, because a lot of times with most men, tell me if I'm wrong, men in the audience, most men get turned on most by a turned-on woman. And so when you get a chance to really have your wife into the process, it will decrease that refractory period, because that's a huge arousal thing. And no one's, only a couple are nodding their heads, so... I just went way out on a limb there, apparently, with this audience. (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. The other thing you could try, if you want to last longer, is use a condom. There are actually desensitizing condoms that are a little bit thicker. Okay. That allow for lasting longer. And then the biggest one to try is just switch up positions. Mm. Once you start, you don't have to just stay in that position. Go Mm -hmm. for a little while, switch. And even go for a little while, switch, do a little more foreplay, outer course, go back to intercourse. Because think of it, we all get into this whole world of a script and how we go. And we follow that script all the way through. And if we can see it as, I can change this and do something different, yeah, that will ex- enhance the overall experience. But this also is predicated on your statement earlier of what's the goal? Yeah. What's the premise, right? Yeah. What, what is our whole point? Is how are we defining good sex? Yeah, and, it, and maybe maybe the wife's asking for it to go longer. I don't know. No, um, absolutely, it could don't be. Know. So it's also seeing it as um, realizing that the other thing you need to do that, to go out back this whole thing up is have the conversation. Right, right, to, right within to, the couple. To talk about it with your spouse on 
what is it that, that you're really wanting? Because it could be she doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is a perfect tee-in to the whole concept of squirting, because that was the second question. Okay, well, I'm going to – we'll get to squirting in just one second. If he wants to hear more, go back to episode 416, Dr. Ian uh, Kerner, that's right. talking right. about that, this. That's right, that's where he, he has quite a bit of work that he's done around premature ejaculation, which is where some of this came in to be. Mm-hmm. And the same kind of things can be correlated to just regular delaying of the ejaculation. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the second question was ho- the whole concept of squirting. And did you take some notes as he was right as he was doing what are the things that jumped out to you on his specific questions? I yeah, I I mean I took some notes here that in essence, you know, he's learning about it from porn. So mm-hmm. we know that porn is manipulated. In, okay. Yes. Okay. In, it's it's enhanced. Enhanced, thank you. Yes. That's a better word. But it's also it. there's some manipulation in there because the porn is a masturbation industry that's aimed towards just quick pleasure in most parts. We mm-hmm. don't typically watch porn for the acting. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's not Academy Award stuff going on up there typically. <laughs> Maybe Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> People's Choice Awards. It okay, was, the wording was interesting to me in that he seemed more interested and fascinated by it. Um, he's the one calling. Maybe right. his wife was really interested. She's participated in trying to, to well, experiment with it anyway, but he seemed a little more interested in it. Yep. But uh, his question was also, she was not as interested in it because it felt more like urination, urination to yeah. her. It felt more like peeing, which, yes, it would because... A woman that has the capability of squirting, it comes out the urethra. So it is just the same analogous to peeing. And so there is a component. I didn't know that. (laughs) Okay. Well, it comes from... How does that happen? All right. Good question, Pam. Let me answer it. (laughs) I mean, who in here wants to know how in the world that... Okay. There's a couple of hands that went up. Okay. (laughs) So you're talking about... um, Inside the anterior wall of the vagina, the anterior wall is the front of the vagina, is the skein gland. Okay. Okay. There's some correlation that's not overlapping on, on the reality of them, but there's, it's similar to uh, the prostate in some regards, even though they're not the same. Because, you know, if you look at the, the biology of us, uh-huh. we all started the same in, in utero, and at some point different chromosomes hit hormones hit and that makes either a a penis or a vagina and off we're off to the races depending on what kind you are so it's the skein gland is where the squirting actually comes from because it truly is it's not urine that comes out it really is a form of female ejaculation okay okay so i okay so i feel like an idiot because because I'm not familiar with this and how the anatomy works okay. from that. That just not how I okay. was trained on how those so parts worked. The question is, because I'm you're asking this true, is how does one get to this point? Yeah. Okay. So, good question again, Pam. Thanks. Yeah, you're I'm full right of good on questions. top of your game. Um, so <laughs> the idea of squirting is it is similar to the wave and the pulsating of an orgasm for a woman, but from what what the research I did for finding this information shows, it has more depth of 
intensity, I guess you could say. It's supposed to have more depth of intensity than a vaginal orgasm? Another great tee-up. Well done. Because if you're talking about the whole – everything I found on the research to to do this, which that's a precarious Google search, Sure. by the way, (laughs) is is, – I just lost my train of thought with that. Um, But everything that I found on this is – it's not – you don't achieve the level of squirting in an orgasm through clitoral stimulation. It is vaginal. It's G-spot orgasm, orgasms. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay? And so you're talking about the ability. And, and I, you're going to have to tell me on this, and maybe some of the ladies out here that are willing to be a little bold with a head nod or not, but are there times as a woman when there can be climax approaching where you almost actually – don't just push it out in a sense. You almost try to stifle it. You almost try to hold back a little bit. To make it last longer, yes. Okay. But anybody else where there's, there's a little bit of a, I'm not sure I can just really let myself go, that I have to kind of keep pretenses that I, you know, there's, there is an element of that, I think, that, that can happen of I can't just kind of totally let loose. But from what I'm finding, if you wanted to achieve the level of squirting, you actually have to let loose and even, in a sense, bear down and push to make it happen. Because you're trying to expel fluid that would happen that's found in the skein gland. And it then comes out the urethra. Okay. Okay? So the tips that I found on understanding or how to make this happen is if a woman wants to try this is first... Before you begin the whole concept of sex, that, that encounter, go to the bathroom. Okay. You got to empty the bladder. Okay. Because otherwise, it, because think of it. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I, my makeup, I, the same tube is used for everything, right? Women have two different tubes, if you will. That's medical jargon right, for those of you guys that aren't. <laughs> All the doctors listening, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. <laughs> Probably missing some of the medical vernacular of this, but um, there is an element of that when you're trying, I lost my train of thought. Okay. So number one, go to the bathroom first. Thank you. Yeah. Empty the bladder. Right. Because when you're having number sex, two. there's this element of if I let go, it it could, and I've even heard this when you're talking about G-spot orgasm, it, the pressure is right on your bladder, so it does make you feel like you have to pee. Yeah. And so if you don't have any urine in there, yes. there's more likelihood that that can then be, the, any kind of squirting could happen. But it's usually then you're talking about deep levels of arousal and intensity mm-hmm. to create it. Mm-hmm. And the difference, what I found on where, where, where the fork in the road is for a lot of women from what I've read, and having not ever been one myself, that was a joke. <laughs> Hopefully those of you driving in your car are laughing Thank to God. that one. Thank God. Yes. Um, is seeing it as when you're getting into the whole process, we can sometimes get into this presentation mode of, can I really just let loose? And that can be a marker of, I just achieve what I know I have achieved, or do I venture into an arena I've never been? And this is all internal processes. You got to be super comfortable in your own skin. And who, right? with the person you're with. And with the person you're with. Yeah. Right. Because there can be an element of you that that feels way too exposed. 
Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about squirting is because of the way it is depicted in porn most of the time, it's more male driven than it is women driven. How it's is almost that? like a sense of accomplishment. It's like, I, look at what I have achieved for you. Because, uh, Rather than for you. she okay. wants, to, I can't wait to squirt the next time I get to squirt. Right? I mean, that's, there, there's a difference to it. Just the phrase of it is like, eh, okay. <laughs> I mean, who really wants, I don't know. But thank you for being exposed here among a, a, a public audience. But I, I guess it's pretty obvious that that's not something I've done. <laughs> no, shocking. That is shocking. Not that anyone really cares about that. All okay. Right. But it's realizing that um, as this whole thing is, is, as you're building up the arousal and you're getting to the level of climax, that there can be an element of, do you go and in, venture into the world of where you feel like you're being flooded with the feeling? Mm. Or do you just try to reach the point of, oh, I can achieve, a, 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 it's, it's a decent orgasm here, but I kind of can still keep a lid on it. And that's an, that's an interesting way to put it. I, I just think, why would I want to put a lid on it? I would what, wonder that too. What makes us want to put a lid on it? <laughs> As the participant alongside you, I would wonder why would you want to lid that thing? But there are, op- there are times because this also, let me just venture into this real quick. For those of you here that the getaway, this is a tee up for where we're heading. For those of you that are just listening, um, you need to come to next year's getaway because you're missing a lot of really good information that we're going to be exploring more. But there can be a component of sadism that can happen in marriage where a wife does not want to show that a level of pleasure for her husband because she wants to keep him at bay and a little uncomfortable. I can't let him know all that he can accomplish, and so I have to be... There's a little level of cruelty in there. Yeah, that just... That I can't just let myself go because I can't give him the satisfaction. Oh, that's sad. It is, right? but it, all, it is also something we are capable of doing. Yeah, it's, it's real. It's the same kind of thing we talked about earlier today here at The Getaway is that if you're with your partner who is dead set on, I don't need to ask directions as I drive, and then they get lost and you revel in their frustration and there's a little bit of this, oh, yeah, I told you so. I mean, that's the same kind of undercurrent of I take pleasure in your pain. Yeah. Yeah, I guess as humans, we do that, right? Uh, yes, we definitely do. do that to one another. I guess that's why people listen, right? Because we want to get past that and get that deeper connection to where that's not where we are. Yep. Hopefully it's that let it loose. Right. And so that's the, that's the great segue into wrapping this conversation up. Because if you want to reach the level of this intensity, there truly is reaching the vulnerable stance of just letting loose. Mm -hmm. Because I think there is back to his question of, is this something that's just depicted in porn? No, it's, it's intensified and enhanced in porn, but it is also part of life that there are regular couples out there experimenting and trying to achieve. Exactly. And I feel like I've maybe done it a disservice in my, Oh, the word, the name, (laughs) but what a beauty in getting to that level as a couple. If I can't, I I'm we're at that connection point and I can get to even this deeper, different type of response to the sexual relationship with my spouse. And that, 
go for it. You so, know, that sounds fabulous. All right. So if you wanted to actually just to kind of wrap up this show and figure out, okay, how do we actually do this? Because maybe this is one of those things like you were talking about. Well, good on you guys for wanting to try to take it to a different level, to experience mm-hmm. something, whether mm-hmm. for one or both. It doesn't really matter who's leading the charge. But if you're both interested, then good on you. Go for it. Yeah. Try it out. And so you are talking about trying to achieve a G-spot orgasm, which means it's an internal thing. The clitoris is not as involved. It could be with the palm of your hand because this is also most likely achieved not with a penis. It's with a digit. Yeah. Or, or a toy of some sort. And so the, for most women, a G-spot is actually a couple inches inside the vagina on the wall, the top part. The, the, if she's laying on her back, it's up towards the belly. Okay. And so you'll actually feel either ridges or it's kind of like a raspberry is what I've come across mm-hmm. with what, the way it's described. And you're just talking about a massage that has to be a lot of arousal, a lot of relaxation that's along with this to kind of let yourself go. And then the other thing I've seen is it's usually probably more pressure than just the normal you would think. And it's just a testing it out. This is a communication with each other because it could be no too much, too little, and it truly is a communication. What do you got? I'm just laughing at the more pressure than the normal you would think. That's very scientific, and I'm trying to think of how to explain that a little bit closer. Well, so if if you think of what's the normal amount of pressure that you would enjoy when it comes to stimulation, uh-huh. then a lot of times to achieve a G-spot, you got to go a little bit more because the, whereas the clitoris, the head of the clitoris is visible mm-hmm. when the clitoral hood removes itself mm-hmm. and it exposes it's the little captain of the canoe, Yep. then you're, it's a great way to describe it. Then you're talking it about is. internal trying to reach inside the wall of the vagina, which you can't always get from just the wall itself. I'm with you. Okay. So it's usually a little more pressure necessary, but it is one of those things of just trying to see this can be a foray into something you could experience together that you haven't. And it's a true trusting move and a true opening up move and a true vulnerability move that Mm -hmm. you could do with each other Mm -hmm. and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Because again, I think of this in the regards to just like his first question, The premise is the goal. I have to achieve squirting to mean that we were successful. If you can keep the goal of let's just try this out and follow the connection and see where it goes. Maybe the squirting and then even like the orgasm is icing on the cake. The experience is the point. Yeah, total. It's just a new adventure. Right, Because a lot of times we may not do it well when we start. That's, no. that's part of the fun, though, right? Because then the two of you look back together and, oh, remember when we did it that way? <laughs> oh, that didn't work so well. Yep. And so it's seeing it as this is a, a learning process. And so I have to say kudos to the guy calling in mm-hmm. and asking the questions because mm-hmm. this is one of those things per your reactions today for the show. We don't go into that arena on the show very often. No, no. It's fun to uh, have new conversations. And so yeah. the goal would be, as you look at your journey, when it comes to your sex life, I would, I would just challenge, how do you define success? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I think we might have this whole point of my goal is wrong. My premise is wrong. My mm-hmm. hope is even wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to define it as look at what we could ex- create together. Look mm-hmm. at what this experience could be. And then I could follow the connection with each other. Mm-hmm. And who knows where that takes us. Does that sound good to you? I love it. 
Well, I do too, because that's the whole point of what Sexy Marriage Radio is about. Mm -hmm. And the whole Sexy Marriage Radio getaway is about. It's about creating a story and a journey together that takes you places maybe you couldn't have gone before or you didn't even realize you were capable of. Mm -hmm. So this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thank you for taking some time out of your day. And those of you here in the audience, thanks for delaying your lunch a little bit. If we left something undone, 214-702-9565 is how you can let us know. Um, Until then, we'll see you next time.